Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. I've got just a couple items today, most of which is the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Took a while, but we got there. Next episode, we'll go over the reconciliation bill as it stands. Let's get cracking. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. All right, so the Senate just passed the roughly $1 trillion, 2,700-page bipartisan infrastructure bill by a surprisingly strong vote of 69 to 30, meaning 19 Republicans, including McConnell, joined all Democrats. The bill represents a much-reduced version of Biden's proposed American Jobs Plan. Most of the items survived at extremely reduced levels of spending. The biggest pieces cut by pressure from Republicans and conservative Democrats were senior and disability care, clean energy tax credits, education, housing, and climate change. What remains is $580 billion total dollars of new federal spending over five years into improving the nation's infrastructure, consisting of $110 billion for roads and bridges, $66 billion for trains, $25 billion for airports, $16 billion for seaports, $49 billion for buses and improving disability access, $11 billion for safety, $7.5 billion for EV charging stations, $7.5 billion for EV and hybrid buses, $21 billion for pollution cleanup, $47 billion for hardening various infrastructure against cyber attacks and extreme weather, $65 billion for expanding rural and low-income access to broadband, $73 billion for improving power grid reliability and resiliency, and $60 billion for water infrastructure, including $15 billion for lead pipe replacement and $10 billion for polyfluoroalkyl contamination. The remaining $420 billion is previously approved infrastructure spending. The bill is partially deficit-funded and partially funded through various other means, the biggest of which is repurposing $263 billion of unused pandemic relief, including the unused unemployment insurance from Republican states that canceled it early, The bill also includes new tax reporting requirements on cryptocurrency brokers, where the definition of broker is far-reaching. Quote, any person who for consideration is responsible for regularly providing any service effectuating transfers of digital assets on behalf of another person. End quote. Basically, it's intended to tax crypto exchanges like stockbrokers, but it could include digital wallet software developers and crypto miners who don't know who buyers and sellers are. It was the subject of heated debate with senators on both sides fighting to change the definition. Yang also supported amending it, but to no avail, the measure passed without amendment. There's a chance it could be amended by the House, which still needs to vote on the bill. The Congressional Budget Office estimated the bill will add $256 billion to the deficit over 10 years, though legislators say that not all the new revenue and savings are represented in that CBO report. The White House projects that the investments will create about 20 million jobs over the next 10 years. Trump and many other Republican heads have been decrying the bill and the Republican senators who voted for it for various reasons, including size, scope, and price tag, despite it being essentially what Trump promised the people in his own term and never delivered. Criticism varies from reasonable to nonsensical, with some resorting to lobbing completely unrelated buzzwords like woke. 
and even saying it has nothing to do with infrastructure. Okay, it's a bellwether of what politics has become, which is more about lying to the people than representing their interests. But the bill's passage through the Senate does not guarantee it will be signed into law. Pelosi and progressives have vowed it will not pass the House until the Senate also passes the $3.5 trillion budget package full of social infrastructure measures that Republican legislators oppose. It will have to be passed by Democrats through reconciliation, but the usual conservative Dems, such as Manchin and Cinema, of course oppose its current form and will certainly seek to erode it. Any further amendments to the bipartisan bill, including the cryptocurrency issue, will be difficult because that would require it to again be passed through the Senate, which Democrats may not want to risk. Finally, Andrew Cuomo has resigned as governor of New York State following advancements in the investigation of his sexual harassment of at least 11 women. Basically, everyone was done defending him, including his co-conspirators and Democratic leadership all the way up to Biden. State Congress had the votes to impeach him, so he chose to walk out rather than be thrown out. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul will fill in for the rest of his term, making her the state's first female governor. That's probably the best thing Cuomo's done. I don't think anyone will miss his handling of the COVID crisis, and he may face criminal charges for sexual harassment. He's still unrepentant for his actions, saying he just didn't realize cultural standards around groping had changed. Classy to the end. He is wholly undeserving of the hallowed name Andrew, and shall henceforth be known as Felicia. Goodbye, Felicia. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the infrastructure thread. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the resist bot or income movement easy contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.